Welcome to Helios Consulting Podcast Series. In each episode, we will delve deeper into the what, why, and how of the many facets of industry and business. In this episode, Twyla Risby and myself, Michael Gill, will be joined by an extra special guest, Shauna Ogston from the Calgary Food Bank, where we will talk about our ongoing summer of support, Helios' charitable giving event as well as shine the spotlight on the phenomenal work the Calgary Food Bank does in our community surrounding food security. Well, Shauna, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we are very happy to uh, be able to support the Calgary Food Bank the best we can. Um, I'll explain uh, a little bit as to why, you know, what, what got us here. Um, in 2020, we moved into a brand new office downtown. We were all pumped and excited and, and uh, we couldn't wait to, to kind of in, start interacting with people uh, downtown in this new spot. And it was actually right in the, in, in the core too. Uh, so close to everything. Um, and um, then COVID-19 came around and we all know what that's all about. Uh, COVID-19 kind of brought a whole bunch of things to a, a grinding halt. Um, and very quickly, uh, I remember, you know, February, we were kind of settling in and then, and then March, we, we couldn't meet up with anybody. There was just nobody downtown. The, the people were starting to, to pull out of their offices and, and everything became remote. And, you know, as a, as a young company, Helios, we were really wanting to, obviously we want to be successful, but we were really wanting to, to, you know, make a big footprint downtown and start interacting with people. And we weren't sure where, where business was going to head. And, and in fact, we did get, you know, s- somewhat affected by it. Um, but nonetheless, you know, we've persevered through it. Um, and we really, you know, started contacting people, you know, whether it be through Teams meetings or Zoom. And we were getting some really positive results. <laughs> We were actually able to, you know, grow our company uh, despite all the stuff that was going on. We never, we never stopped for a minute. So one of the things that we would we'd come into the office or we'd have conversations about was, wow, are we ever blessed? Are we ever lucky uh, that we are able to continue to grow this company, this 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 organization, despite all the things that are going on, and you know whether it's faith based belief or whether it's a karma thing we we thought as an organization that we need to give back to to society we we have to help out our our brothers and our sisters and and we th- first instantly thought of the, the the Calgary food bank we're thinking of all the people that are have now been kind of you know displaced uh don't have the income anymore and this was right around the time where, you know, the government government was starting to help people out, but it wasn't in full, full-blown fashion yet. So we thought, what a better way. So we contacted the food bank and instantly uh, we were working with you guys and very impressed with the, how responsive you were and getting us all set up and, and helping us with what we call our summer of support. So SOS is obviously the acronym, our summer of support. And our objective, our goal is, is to 
to, to grow this thing and, and bring more charities in to, to help out um, because we truly believe that um, we should uh, give back. So Shauna, I'm really uh, thankful for you to be being here to talk with us today. Um, tell us about the food bank. <laughs> well, thank you for having me today. And it was so great to, to see you come on board wanting to help in the community that you were working in and choosing the Calgary Food Bank because we were able to, because of your support, help so many families and individuals that were in crisis, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And oh, I remember March 2020 like it was yesterday, unfortunately. And when many people were out uh, stocking up on toilet paper, We've had a segment of the population that were, uh, when you're trying to make ends meet, you don't have the extra income to go out and, and stock up. Uh, so we had to make sure that we were be, had the food and the funds to be able to support our vulnerable population so that they didn't have to panic and do the panic buying as well and to be able to be there for everyone when they needed it. Jobs were precarious, a uh, number of businesses were closing, and when you're low income and you're working a couple of, of uh, entry level jobs, it is hard to make ends meet at the best of times, let alone trying to stock up when there's a pandemic. There were so many unknowns around this. And we knew from the Calgary Food Bank's point of view, we had to be there for the community. And because of something like the Summer of Support, the SOS campaign helped us make sure that we were able to be there and purchase the items even though it took a while through the food chain and when things were in flux, to make sure that we had quality items for families and individuals that had, so they could have seven to 10 days worth of food each in their household and, and, and not have to worry about putting food on the table when there was other crises going on. And basically the Calgary Food Bank uh, is a food hub. And not only do we service thousands of clients every month. We're also um, a food hub in that we distribute food to other food banks and then community organizations. And when the pandemic hit, there was an influx of food. We were able to get them to the rural communities such as Okotoks and their food banks. We were able to get food to um, places like the drop-in center that deal with homelessness because of our relationships and in food industry. For example, the Flames uh, couldn't play and the games were shut down, of course, but they had all the food purchased and prepared and ready to go for the game in March when the pandemic initially shuttered everyone down. But because of our relationships, we're able to broker that and make sure that food not only wasn't wasted, but went to places like the drop-in center and help those who truly need it. That's fantastic. It's, it's always good to hear, you know, other especially flames i'm a huge flames fan so i'm so glad to see that they pitch in as much as they can and i i see that in in, in the way things uh, and how they work it's it's awesome um you know one of the things we we tried to do uh was we did have the, the, the food bin uh dropped off and uh we had to so sign up in our office to uh we, we all communicated through newsletters and and things like that within our office we were, we were in an office share so it was it was kind of neat other organizations would get uh, the um, newsletter and they could, you know, bring bring items of food and put them in the box. However, you know, the fact that when March hit, less people were coming into downtown, that was not really our biggest, uh, I guess, gain. 
but we did uh, make some strides in, in the donation page. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the differences between actual food donation versus a uh, you know cash donation or online donation? Well, both food and funds make such an incredible impact. And we love it when someone's in the grocery store and they're purchasing something for their family and they decide, well, let's get two so we can donate in the bin, whether it's at the office or at the grocery store, because there's that tangible putting the can of tuna in the donation bin and knowing that that's going directly to a family, that some child may get that for their lunch the very next day. And that sort of touch point is so important. But of course, when it comes to business, the business of uh, financial donations goes so far because for every dollar that's donated to the Calgary Food Bank, we can leverage that into $5 worth of food. It's not that we can buy $5 worth of food. We say leverage because of the fact that we have 65% of our workforce being volunteers. We have an efficient, um, uh, energy system going on in our buildings. There are so many cost efficiencies that our calculation is that we can leverage $5 worth of food. And ultimately that means when it's spring and our donations are a bit lower, we can purchase those items, the healthy quality pieces, the staples for the hampers because of the generosity of Calgarians. That's great. Um, this is so cool. I mean, uh, how how long has the Calgary Food Bank been in in place in in Calgary? Well, unfortunately, we as we go into uh, 2022, this it sounds like we should be celebrating our 40th year in business. And I say, unfortunately, we've been in business for 40 years because unfortunately, we've had such critical food insecurity happening with our populations across the country. Uh, so back in the 80s, there was the terrible downturn in the economy that resulted in so many layoffs. And we were called the Calgary Interfaith Food Bank. And a, it sounds like a terrible joke where someone from the Jewish community, someone from the Catholic community, we came together and said, we have to work with our church groups to help people and get food on the, on the plates. And so we called it Interfaith Food Bank. We subsequently just decided to, over since our 30th anniversary, label ourselves the Calgary Food Bank because we just wanted to be more open to all faiths. And there are so many faiths nowadays. It's fantastic. Everyone is giving in so many different kinds of ways through their church groups. But that was our inception. And as we go into our 40th year, we're really looking at, is it because of uh, poverty issues? Do we need to work with government and policy about low income and basic income? Is it a fact of food rescue, which is actually a movement that goes everything from what you get at the grocery store through to perhaps a vendor purchasing too much and they need to redirect the food. Will we always be open? Uh, so we're also looking at the fact that we still have to feed unprecedented numbers of people every day. Well, thank you for, for that. Uh, you know, I, I was always wondering, you know, why it was called the Calgary Interfaith Food Bank. Prior to that, I, I mean, I was guessing that that was the case, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I really appreciate uh, you filling me in on that one. Um, I guess, wh where's the Calgary Food Bank at today? I mean, how are things going? Are, are, are we getting lots of donations? Are people, you know, helping out still as much as they normally would? Or are we st still kind of coming out of this, this cloud? 
you know, it, this is the pandemic that won't end. Uh, it's interesting that you asked that question because there's sort of two sides of it. There's our client need and there's the food donations. And the Calgary Food Bank is the canary in the coal mines in a number of ways, especially when we were going through another downturn in the economy a couple of years ago, even before the pandemic, we saw the numbers increase in our clients and we thought, what's going on? And we started seeing that there was a number of layoffs happening. And here we are, 2021, people are experiencing economic and environmental crisis, and we are actually up 96% from June of last year to June of this year which is a phenomenal amount of numbers. I mean, we are helping almost 40,000 people per month, making sure they have food on the table with our, our hampers. And in order to help people who have used all of their resources, we have new distribution models. We have removed some of the caps on how many times you can come in a year. So now people can come every 10 days. If you're getting a hamper that's 10 days worth of food, we make sure that there's always a meal on the table for you so that you don't have to make those critical decisions between food and rent. Expenses are going up. So we know that they're, we're going to be the last we were first in, last out when it comes to something like this pandemic that we need to be here for people, which relates to how donors are doing. And we are so blessed. We have a number, uh, about 75% of our donations come from food industry. So it could be, let's say, um, uh, macaroni and cheese package that has the Olympics on it. Well, that will be stale dated in a couple of days. <laughs> and yet mm -hmm. that um, there's a Nothing wrong with that package. There's a perception from a consumer, for example, that, oh, that's old and I don't want to buy that. So those things are going to start showing up on our doorstep from food industry, which are perfectly fine and viable. And Calgarians are so generous when it comes to donating, whether it's the can of tuna or, or those pre-packs in the stores, as well as online. And we are able to, as soon as it comes in, get it out. So when we say that we year over year, 96% increase from last June to this June, it, that's an incredible amount. But because of the generosity of everyone that we're able to meet that need on a daily basis. That's, yeah, yeah. Calgarians are, are, are generous. There's no question about that. I've seen that over the years. I've lived here pretty much my, my whole life and, and I've just never lived and I've lived in Edmonton a few few years and not that they're not generous. I just I just I, I feel that Calgarians just are over the top generous. Like it's just amazing. And I guess you can't never be over the top if you're giving back to your community. So, uh, you know, the other thing you mentioned there was, you know, the, the, the cost of food, just how expensive it is now. And I, I noticed that every time I go to the to the grocery store and, and get food for my family. I'm just like blown away and it makes me, and I'm, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, how, how, how do people do it? You know, how do people get by? And you know, it's, it's programs like yours that, that really, I guess, help people get by and, and it's, it's amazing. And I guess one of the things I, I am curious about, and we've talked about this in the office uh, many times is you talk about your, your volunteer your program a bit and how people can, you know, head on down and, and possibly help out. Can you give us a little bit more information on that? Because I think there are people that are going to listen to this podcast that are going to wonder, hey, how can I go down to the Calgary Food Bank and, and help out? 
Oh, the gift of time is the, the reason why we can feel the need every day. We could not do what we do every day if we didn't have our volunteers. And not only are our volunteers integral to what we do every day, they're also a community. And whether you come in as just a, an individual volunteer that has decided to give back once a week, you will make friends. If you come in with a group, your group will actually make friends with others. We have so many volunteers that come in and, and they start socializing outside of the food bank. So that in itself is, is a great reason for coming to volunteer because it'll just give from your heart, it's, it's, it's contagious. But every day we have volunteers that are either uh, packing up our hampers, and that means working with our inventory specialists to make sure that we've got the quality items and things that a household of certain sizes will need for seven to 10 days. We also have a number of volunteers that go through all of our donations to make sure that they're not expired, they haven't missed the best before date, that they're not damaged packaging, and that it's appropriate food items. <laughs> we've we've had uh, caviar that shows up on our, our sorting <laughs> line. We think, what are we going to do with this? Who's going to <laughs> use this? How are we going to let people, you've got uh, almost 40,000 people per month, we just put that on the shelf and let them fight over it? No, we create the hampers and those kinds of specialty things we don't necessarily put in all the time. Uh, but there was in the past, um, it's interesting, I've been here for almost 10 years, and people used to say, oh, I'm going to donate to the food bank, and they would just go into their pantry and clear out all their old stuff. And now, now our donors understand that in order to build resiliency, you need to have quality food. So that sort of uh, leftovers from your pantry doesn't happen so much. Instead, we get some great quality items and our, that's the feedback we get from our volunteers that are sorting the food every day. We have volunteers in the community collecting donations and probably one of the most rewarding volunteer roles is the distribution volunteer. That is after it's been sorted and packed up in a hamper and ready to go, Mr. Smith shows up and they take the cart out to his car now because we have have a drive-through model and there's some interaction and we get to find out not only why they're in that position uh, a lot of times people just want to be heard and they'll chat about how their experiences is how they like working with volunteers and the feedback is amazing and i have not met a distribution volunteer to this day almost a decade later that doesn't just have their heart touched yeah yeah you mentioned you you a lot of organizations are kind of changing their their ways, their strategies based on you know the, this pandemic. Uh, what other things did you guys have to to make make changes uh, in order to, to I guess to flourish through the number one through the pandemic and and which of those changes are you going to continue to I guess embrace uh, because you're seeing benefit in them? <laughs> oh, that's a great question because we've just met about this, and uh, as a management team, we've asked our clients, we've asked our staff, we've asked our volunteers, and there are certain things like the drive-through distribution model that we're going to keep going on through the next year for sure. And that we've created appointments. Uh, our clients are very cognizant of when they have to come to get their hamper, and we're able to uh, get the hampers in their car, they move along. It's fantastic and speedy. We've used our technology uh, to create QR codes so that we're not going through an input system. We're able to do that all in advance and the clients are able to either show a printed version or on their phones uh, a QR code and we'll be able to get the hamper that's 
meets their needs that we've already pre-organized for them. As well, we have an online hamper request process. Our phone systems can get quite busy during the week, and we have a process now where people can actually request their hamper online, and that's helped deal with some of the volume. And we've got, again, 96% increase in clients. We've had to do a lot of different things to make things smoother, and the pandemic has forced us to jump in and make these changes and then sit back and go, okay, what? how can we refine this? And we're doing great. We're so lucky to be able to uh, have the community say, okay, we'll give this a try and we'll support you. And it's been able to work out really well. You know, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, for an organization that is, you know, very dependent on the volunteer structure, it's amazing how you guys were able to quickly kind of adapt and kind of turn on a dime, if you will, to, to adapt to the, um, the COVID-19 uh, experience, we'll call it, because we've all gone through it. Uh, but it's pretty amazing. So um, thank you for sh- for sharing that with us. Uh, I guess you know we're just looking forward to to uh, continuing this this on. We're, we're going to push the SOS uh, till the end of uh, August, probably probably to to the um, Labor Day long weekend is probably when we'll, we'll close everything down on this. But uh, we're very excited. Uh, we're hoping we can do a lot more than we did last year and keep growing this thing as the years go on. Um, uh, Sean, is there anything uh, that you would like to to plug? Um, any events coming up for the food bank that you know we could help help out with and support you guys on? Well, maybe a number of your listeners will see the citywide food bank uh, dropped on their doorstep in early September, and they can participate in that food and fundraising campaign. I just really want your uh, donors to know that. Well, and our donors to know that. The impact they make for however they choose to donate to this campaign, it's phenomenal. And when I say that we have almost 40,000 clients coming to the food bank, those are unique visits. Those are families and individuals who need one or two and sometimes three hampers to get over the crisis in their life and get back on their feet financially. So this is not a chronic usage of the food bank. These are very unique clients that are coming and going. And because of the generosity, we're able to help these families and individuals when the crisis happens. Okay, let's get food on the table. Let's connect you with resources in the community to help you with your resiliency. They get over their crisis and they move on. And it's a great system and we see so much success. And that success wouldn't happen without campaigns like SOS. I really appreciate that, Sean. Thank you so much. Um, we are, like we said, I mentioned at the beginning, we are expanding SOS into other charities. And one of the things that we are uh, working on, we, we've, as a company, we've expanded up into the Yukon, which is, you know, part of the proof that we were able to be resilient. And 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 again, one of the reasons why we really want to contribute back to society. And FASI is the name of this organization. I'm going to let my, my colleague, uh, Twyla, talk a little bit more about this. Uh, she is our, our representative from the Yukon, and she can just give us a little bit of uh, a, uh, I guess, understanding of what, what this is all about. Hi, Shauna. I'm Twyla, and uh, I live up in the Yukon. Um, first of all, I just think it's absolutely incredible that the Calgary Food Bank is able to help such an overwhelming amount of people. I don't know what the population of Calgary is, but it is much larger than the population of Whitehorse. And uh, it's just incredible that you guys are able to help and that Calgarians are able to be so charitable, put their donations in. So I think that's just amazing. 
so the organization that we are working with up here is called FASI. FASI stands for Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Society of the Yukon. It's a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to fostering and accepting and educating communities uh, where individuals with FASD are able to have equal access to opportunities. They help support the families of children and adults with fetal alcohol syndrome, and they help to educate uh, Yukoners around the communities. And they put on lunch programs and educational programs around the Yukon. They have workers in, in most of the communities to help with their outreach programs. So a lot of their donations, they get some donations from the government. Uh, United Way helps them. But most of their donations come from the people. And they are struggling, you know, to keep those donations up because they are, there's, a, there's a big need for them right now in the Yukon. Yeah. Well, thank you, Twyla. And hopefully we can uh, help get more donations and support more people as uh, as we expand this. And um, I really look forward to working uh, with you guys and working with you guys in the ongoing future. Thank you so much for having me today. And whether you choose to support the Cadbury Food Bank or FASI, it sounds like an amazing organization that's doing some great things. And I know that you'll make a huge impact. So thank you. Thank you to Twyla Risby for joining me. And a special thanks to Shauna Oxton from the Calgary Food Bank. And thank you to our listeners for taking time to join us. Make sure you join us next time as we talk with FASI, Fetal Alcohol Syndrome Society Yukon, the other half of our Summer of Support this year, where I, Michael Gill, will be joined once again by Twyla Risby. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to these amazing charities. Links can be found on all our social media platforms as well as our website. Thank you.